0: You're listening to Source Daily. Join us Monday through Friday to stay up to date on what's happening in North Central Ohio. We'll be sharing a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other news, local history, memorials, answers to your questions, and more. Today, it's become an annual November lunch bet between Richland County Commissioner Tony Vero and County Auditor Pat Dropsy. What will be the final general fund revenue for the year? Also, the Mansfield Noon Optimist Club spent the last two months gathering more than a 1,000 items of cold-weather clothing to share with children and families in need. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at Stutz Fresh Market, located at 184 Main Street in Belleville. Head over and shop for great prices on meats, produce, and delicious food your family will love, or shop online and find coupons and savings at stutzfreshmarket.com. Now our feature story. It's become an annual November lunch bet between Richland County Commissioner Tony Vero and County Auditor Pat Dropsy. What will be the final general fund revenue for the year? Both men offered predictions on Tuesday for how 2022 will end, and both numbers revealed a figure that will be a few million dollars ahead of projections when the year began. The revenue estimate upon which commissioners based their appropriations plan for 2022 was $39.3 million dollars. On Tuesday, Vero predicted the final number will be $43.1 million. Dropsy was $800,000 more conservative, projecting a final general fund revenue of $42.3 million. Commissioners who have now finished 2023 budget meetings with department heads and other elected officials will start next week the process of mapping a final spending plan for the year. Vero said they expect to finish with a very strong 2022. And he noted they would have had a superb 2022 if sales tax revenues had continued from what they saw in the first quarter. Vero said sales 2022 tax receipts were running about 13% ahead of 2021 during the first three months of the year before rising inflation began to take its toll. He also said he expects sales tax revenues, the biggest driver of county general fund revenue, to finish the year about 3.9% ahead of last year. Commissioners will now have to make decisions about what to do with the surplus revenue at the end of 2022. Before we continue, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at RFME Insurance. RFME is committed to protecting you and your family through some of life's most precious and difficult moments. Whether you're looking for home, health, auto, or life insurance, RFME is here to help. Call 419-524-8411 to learn more. Next, some local history. Did you know that Mount Vernon resident William Sapp was a lawyer and politician who served for two terms in the House of Representatives from 1853 to 1857? Born in Cadiz in 1804, Sapp moved to Knox County where he attended public schools, engaged in the mercantile business, and studied law. He was admitted to the bar in 1833 and for a while served as prosecuting attorney of Holmes County. Sapp was a presidential elector in 1844 for the Henry Clay ticket and then moved to Mount Vernon in 1846. Sapp was elected to the House of Representatives as a member of the Whig Party and was re-elected to a second term as an anti-slavery Opposition Party candidate. When he lost his third run, he returned to his law practice and would eventually return to local public service before his death in 1875. Next, the Mansfield Noon Optimist Club spent the last two months gathering more than a thousand items of cold-weather clothing to share with children and families in need. As a result, Grace Episcopal Church now has coats, gloves, hats, and more at 41 Bowman Street. The church has coats of all sizes available Monday through Friday between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Mansfield Noon Optimist Club chairman Tom Kahn said club members started their annual Coats for Kids drive in 2010 and have since brought in more items each year through company partnerships. Kahn said the Noon Optimist Club couldn't have gathered as many donations as it did if not for these partnerships with local organizations. Khan said most of the winter gear comes from Noon Optimist Club members, but members of the public are free to drop off donations as well. To learn more on this story, visit us at RichlandSource.com. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of Kenneth Stubbs of Mansfield. He was born in Sadieville, Kentucky in 1932, and was a proud veteran of the U.S. Army, having served during the Korean War. He retired from Corpad Packaging Company, where he was a press operator and one of the first employees to begin working at the plant. Kenneth enjoyed bluegrass music and was an avid fan of the Kentucky Wildcats. He loved fishing, deer hunting, traveling out west, and his dogs. Kenneth is survived by his son, five grandchildren, eight great-grandchildren, six great-great-grandchildren, a daughter-in-law, and his beloved dog Maggie. He was preceded in death by his wife Carol and his son William. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Kenneth's life and service. You can submit an obituary for free on Richland Source. To learn more, click the link in our show notes or visit RichlandSource.com obituaries submit. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow. Also, make sure to head over to RichlandSource.com and click the Be a Member button to help support independent local journalism that informs and inspires. Every contribution goes to helping us make Richland County a better place and to help keep our journalism free. Also, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.